Hey, Mr. Putin, how about you stop shooting? Turn those tanks around that Ukraine rebound. Help your people peacefully. Y'all speak close language to good biz like Germany. Fine greetings to all of you listening, to those who are chasing their bliss, and to those who found it and are living it every day. It's Friday, October 20th, 2023, and this is Fortel's Fortune Told. I'm your host, Fortel. This is a show about music and musicians, songwriting and performing, and the stories of real people investing themselves into this art form because it's who they are. I'm going to start with some thoughts for the day. One of the things we do as musicians to get our music out there, to keep performing and try to make some money is to go and do some buskering. And for those of you who don't know that term, it's basically being a street musician, going somewhere that you can just drop down, open up your case and start playing and hopefully make some tips. So I've done this quite a few times throughout um, me being a professional musician and um, I have some thoughts on it and some advice that I'd like to share. Um, I would say the first thing is the location. Usually there are places in cities and towns that are conducive to buskering and there's probably other street musicians there too and not just musicians. Um, where I'm in Colorado, Denver has the 16th Street Mall as a place to go. And really the best best buskering place in the state of Colorado is the Pearl Street Walking Mall in Boulder, Colorado. So I mostly go to Pearl Street if I'm going to busker. And so most of my experiences are from that, though I have buskered in New York City and Washington Square and Park and other places um, and in Denver. Um, so I, I do have this experience and I'd, I'd, I'd say it, it's, it can be a wonderful experience. It can be also a scary experience, a strange experience. Um, it, it is a great way to get your music out there. People do listen. Um, you, you'll touch people that you don't necessarily know you'll touch. When I was in New York City, I was sitting there playing and I had uh, a woman in a, a full dress um, Arabic garb from head to toe covered, only her eyes showing. I don't know if it's called a burqa or something like that. But she walked by and she stopped after she got maybe almost all the way past me. And I was playing country music and she just turned around and listened and then gave me a tip and said thank you and then kept moving. Um, another great thing about New York, just because we're talking about it, is I heard a lot of drops of coins, so I got a lot of coinage tip, which I wasn't used to in Colorado. You don't get too much coinage. You get, you know, dollar bills. And so just the sound of coins hitting the case is a beautiful sound that musicians love, I'm sure. Um, but specifically, if you happen to be a local in this area in Colorado, and, and even if not, I, these, these, act, these uh, tips will apply. The first thing you really have to think about when you're going on your buskering trip is you have to find parking. 
you need to find parking also that ain't gonna cost you anything, hopefully, and, or costs you very little. You're there to make money. You've gotta spend gas money already. You don't wanna have to pay for parking. So real awesome secret tidbit I'm gonna to give you for if you're going to Pearl Street in Colorado here in Boulder, go to the Pearl Street Walking Mall, but go down on the west side where it becomes a street road again with cars and take that down another few blocks. Um, and then you'll end up starting to find some open parking that actually is free two hour parking. So if you're only gonna be buskering for a few hours or an hour or so, that's a perfect place to go. So you're welcome, Colorado musicians. <laughs> um, so the, it can be pretty good tips. You know, I think I've made seven to $25 an hour. I think sometimes I've made more depending on what's going on, but just true buskering, you know, not at a farmer's market, not, um, you know, not someplace that's a festival of some kind. You know, I don't know how much tippage to expect. I've definitely got some Venmos as well as just people listening to my music and checking me out via that as well. Uh, sometimes you won't get in, you know, very, you know, I guess I haven't done worse than that, but I've heard people, you know, not get any tips and I'm sure that's possible. Um, one of the things I've also had a street musician pay me five bucks to move to a new location because he wanted where I was playing and wanted the crowd that was around me. And I took him up on that and went down the way a little bit. Um, you know, um, it, it also, you know, I'm sorry to say, but sometimes you run into some creepy folks. Um, one time I was streaming live on Facebook and this guy came up to me, this younger gentleman, and it was a very awkward interaction. And we ended up talking about life struggles after he heard a song that I played by Guy Clark, where he thought the song was mocking him. This is a song called Good Advice, if you ever want to check that out. Love that song. Love Guy Clark. Guy Clark. Uh, but uh, he said the song was mocking him. And then when he, he parted with me, he said, life, um, life is a struggle. It's also can be very violent and deadly. I think something like that he said to me. And so that was all on Facebook streaming. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I'm so glad because was he a future serial killer? I'm not sure. Uh, I got that vibe, though. And so you just never know. Most of the time, it's it's really nice people, like almost too nice. And they thank you greatly for being there. And I think most of all, it's just a lot of fun. Spotlight songwriting. Today I'm going to talk about something that happens to us all. It's called writer's block. You just get into a funk. You just There's nothing coming out that's good. You just can't get anything out. So you try and you try and you try. You just There's just nothing. And sometimes you just can't even try. So what do you do when something like that happens? Well, here's some advice. One of the things, if, if you can, I would just say stop for a while. Just get away from things. I think another thing you can do is maybe go see live music that's maybe different than your genre or just new to you. I think that might help the situation. If you can go on a long journey, and by that I mean, you know, not maybe a road trip for extended days or a week or so, or maybe it's just a long walk 
or a really long bike ride. But emphasize the long, stretch that out. Because when you're going on a journey and you're away, you your mind processes differently and you can think differently. And the new visual and you know stimulus around you, the sounds, the sights, can help trigger new th new thoughts. I would also suggest trying to go to like a new event. So maybe if, instead of going to see live music, go to see a comic or go to see a poetry session um, or go to see a play uh, or a dance event or, you know, um, or maybe instead of seeing something, maybe it's someplace where you are forced to meet new people. Like I recently went to a songwriter circle and you know, you have to meet new folks when you're in a, a situation like that. So going to a, a new club or a meetup like that, and it doesn't have to be for music, it could be something else too, that which also might help your music, you know, on the contrary. So, um, or maybe trying to go to a new open mic and playing your music and meeting some new musicians or a new club or a new bar or a new pub. And finally, you know, if you, if you can't think, why don't you write a song about how hard it is to write a song? I once in my, I have a song called Nothing Done and it's a song that I wrote and it's, it kind of says, um, you know, I can't get anything, it's, I'm doing nothing, you know, I'm, I've got all this time, but I'm getting nothing done. And I found that ironic because in writing that song, I actually was getting so much done because I knew that song was going to be with me and I was going to be able to record it and perform it endlessly. And I love it to this day. It's one of my friend Rick Marcolina. Shout out Ricky Marcolina. Uh, it's one of his favorite songs of mine. Um, so check out Nothing Done. And uh, writer's block gets to us all. Don't worry. Just keep on going, my friends. from the road well I recently had a gig at Gilded Goat Brewing Company in Fort Collins Colorado wow that is just one of my favorite places and my favorite place to play music they have a really great beer garden in the back but I was inside with my buddy Rob Gonzalez who's part of the Fortel duo Rob had just taken a trip through southern Italy and was back in the states and Brought his 43 Gibson and another guitar and just rocked the house together with me. It was super fun. Um, I wore a new shirt. It's part of the story. It was like this blue, bright blue, kind of sky blue background, but like with stars shining and flickering all over it. But it was like a, a graphic, not an actual glittering and flickering. But I got some really amazing photos with that shirt. As the sun was setting, the, the outside sky became the color of my shirt. And with the lighting and in Gilded Goat downtown there. It was so great. So that's that's all out there on Facebook if you want to see any of that. I do have to shout out to just how cool downtown Fort Collins is. If you haven't experienced Fort Collins, Colorado, it's something to behold. It's really an incredible vibe. It's its own thing. It's so far from Denver and it's it's so far from Cheyenne and it's just, it's different and yet awesome. It's incredible. And Gilded Goat's right there in the middle of it all. And so I want to shout out to Jed Hutt, who is my guy there. And he is an incredible promoter of music and 
the guy has an eye for making art and photography and posters that I, I, I have yet seen matched. He's made some incredible stuff for us. And then Molly and Megan, who were working the bar there, thanks to all those guys who helped us out. Shout out to y'all. I think another great thing to mention about this is I saw my college friends. I've been talking about my college a lot on my podcast over the last couple of episodes. Well, I'm sitting there playing with Rob. Well, who walks in? But five or six of my college buddies I probably haven't seen in about 15 or 20 years, at least 10. But it was so amazing to see them all. And I just wish they showed up earlier because I played a lot of songs they would have liked in my before they got there. Um, and I didn't know they were coming or I would have saved them. But that was part of the experience. It's always nice to see folks. And uh, thank you all. Another thing from just this last week is I learned a new song by Neil Young called Unknown Legend. And I recorded it and I put it out there on YouTube. So if you'd like to check my version of that out, I just truly love Neil's stuff. And that song uh, just came to me this week. Heard it on Outlaw Country Radio on Sirius XM. Um, shout out to Elizabeth Cook, who runs that. Uh, man, just great show. I listen to it while I bike, believe it or not. It's cool to listen to Outlaw Country while you're working out, it turns out. Uh, but yeah, my version of Unknown Legend off of Harvest Moon from Neil Young. Uh, out there on YouTube. Check it out. Fortale Music. Fortale's friends. I am here with my friend, Mark Flett. Mark Flett is a singer-songwriter out of Boulder, Colorado. He's been writing songs since 1967. His songs feature his acoustic guitar, building through a chord structure accompanying his bellowing melodic baritone vocals. His songs often send you to another place and time or make you ponder something important or artistic. Mark, thank you so much for joining me. How are you today? Oh man, I'm great just to be here. Thanks, thanks. Why don't you introduce yourself to the audience? Uh, Let's see, Mark Flett. Where are you from, man? Uh, Born in Situate, Mass. Six months later, I had to move to Long Island, New York. When I was eight years old, I got to first grade in New York, and when I uh, got to second grade, moved up to New Hampshire, <laughs> and uh, where they say "live free or die," That's right. it's still on the license plate. <laughs> and uh, and uh, got into an old colonial house with fifty acres. My father said, uh, "You know, what do you want in the house?" And I said, "Just give me a place where there's a tree to climb." And so I got the chance to. He came back and said, "I got a place with fifty acres in the backyard." And uh, you got plenty of place. So when we got up there, we settled in with my, there's six of us, six kids and, uh, and parents. And it turned out my favorite tree was uh, across the street, maple tree, where I could sit there and like Sambo and be able to look out at the fields beyond me and, and dream about what might happen in life. You know? And uh, and what's funny, when you said 1967, is that's, that's when my brother was in Vietnam. Uh, my next up brother up, he was seven years older than me, and uh, another one ten years older than me. But David was taking his turn. Howard, ten years older than me, was in Guam supporting Vietnam, uh, a little older. And David in the uh, with with what? Air Force, basically, the sure. Air Force return, and David was in army, so they, uh, they he was away in '67. I wrote my first poem then, and uh, 
67 and, and never turned that to music. But that's when I started saying, oh, something like this might, is, feels good. Feels good a way to express and communicate. That's awesome, because that's kind of my first question besides that was uh, introducing yourself was, do you have like really early's of, early memories of music, like your mom or your dad or other family members, or even that moment there? Um, is, is, is there something that you think early on maybe predicted you becoming a musician one day? Yeah, my mom, when we moved to New Hampshire, my mother was a piano teacher. And I watched her as a young baby, you know, watching her try to teach my older brothers. <laughs> there we are. <laughs> and, you know, it was, uh, so she, when we got there, she said, you know, uh, would you like to, to learn an instrument? And I said, we have a good piano. Let, I, let me start there. And so she was nice enough to send me Mer to Marianne Norman in, uh, in Amesbury, Massachusetts, on the Merrimack River, who was nice enough also to chew on uh, uh, mint candy. Is that all the time she taught, I think, everybody in the town, and my town, Southampton, you know, how to play the piano. No kidding. And she also bragged the fact that she was a, a student of the, a student of Tchaikovsky. She considered the the greatest uh, composer of all time so far in our in our you know recorded life in this eon. Wow. Wow. You know the Mayans say uh, there are a few other eons before us. But, sure, <laughs> but we don't have much record under the under the water. But uh, we're learning. No, uh, that's awesome. Is that awesome? Um, so. I described your music in, in the intro in a certain way and, and yeah. because I've heard you a lot um, live um, and now you've brought some of your recordings. Yeah. I, um, I'm curious, um, how would you describe your music? <laughs> I knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> well, you know, we did uh, Americana and uh, in the early ones I had Chris Daniels who produced me and it was his for pr first production and I was... Uh, and that was, was Softwave? Softwave, yeah. Nice. And, uh, uh, all the boys that played on that, girls too, saying, uh, were all uh, professionals that Chris brought in. I was just the the, the novice, you know, uh, you know, first time in the studio, and uh, Mountaineer Studio in, in Boulder at Twentieth and Pearl. It's gone now. It's a nice little townhouse, I think. Oh no kidding! But it was a fun studio and the rest. But no, uh, learned a lot and. Uh, and uh, it's got it's it's still got legs. Some of those songs still have legs. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Um, so this is a podcast about um, people who you know are real. They're they're they tell their stories. They you know they invest themselves into music into this art form because it's who they are. But it's not necessarily that's been their main career interest. So I often ask people. What other things have you done in life that have been somewhat of a career interest to you? I think I know you're a professional painter as well. <laughs> well, I'm one of five sons, actually, you know, six kids, and we all painted because my dad painted. But no, he was okay. a pilot. Yeah, he was a pilot, and he said, "I got five sons, and you, anybody who wants to go to college, I will teach you how to paint." <laughs> and uh, he said, "I went to college, but I got drafted, and they took four of the best years of my life <laughs> in World War II." And so, uh, but they gave him a chance to fly. My brother Duncan just, you know, told me that he flew over 1,700 hours between 1942 and 1945. And he, he actually taught uh, uh, new pilots how to fly mountains like we have here, to get over the Burma hump, 
years ago. Uh, all, huh. Only old people would know what I'm talking about. It actually sounds like the latest um, movie about ace, flying aces, if you know what I'm talking could about. Could be, out there. could be. I've I seen just, it a few times. It sounds like you have to go up and down and over things. Yeah, you got to be able to know how to take those downdrafts <laughs> as well as the updrafts. You like the updrafts, but the downdrafts kill you. That's right. Yeah, no, I, I, I'd rather let my brother fly me in his 727 or 777. You know, he's got one more year. With United Airlines. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, he's a good, greatest person and pilot. Awesome, dude. Yeah, Duncan. All right, Mark. So here's the uh, the final four questions I have for you. All right, four. So the first one, why do you do music? It keeps me alive. Um, it, it's, it's what makes me whole. I have to play it. And I'm glad to share it, but every day I have to play and sing it for myself. And I have a special person at home that, uh, you know, you know can't you wait are. to her. Yeah. Can't, can't wait to hear and, and, and you know, uh, needs to hear the music wherever that day. And I go, okay. So it keeps me fresh and, and uh, it allows me to go out and play in front of a lot of people. And, and then I, I, when I have the passion and the inspiration, there's a song that has to come out. And it does. And I let it happen. That's awesome. So do you have any influences that maybe you, that inspired you um, to, to write songs a certain way or to just play music in general? Oh, yeah. I think um, the first inspirations were the, uh, were the Beatles. Paul McCartney and John Lennon, you know, those guys, you know, always had the, the best times together and they were always fun. They had fun together. And uh, like Paul, I kind of uh, started with classical stuff and, you know, we all do. And uh, I, I hope and, and feel, you probably, your responses sometimes, you know, what songs might, uh, people have said, oh, you sound like Paul McCartney. And I'm like, why, why do I do that, you know? Uh, but maybe it's because I had a few moments living in New Hampshire, and I had that moment. Instead of living in New York all my life, I would have had a different kind of thought, you know, <laughs> you know or talk. Luckily, I came to Colorado in 78, and people talked like me. <laughs> I'm That's home. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so uh, what are what is one of your favorite songs that you've written, and why? Most, most recently, I think, uh, just gotta live. Mm. Just gotta live with a few of those things. Could be diamonds, all those rings. Things with meaning or send you screaming, but just gotta live with a few of those things. But the music was, uh, you know, uh, more uh, like what Chris Daniels was trying to get me to back 30, 40 years ago, you know, and, and it's more swing kind of stuff. But um, so I did that in another swing tune, and you know, uh, uh, it just let me be a little more relaxed. And, and as an older guy, you know, I'm, I think, you know, that's probably where I'm going to be heading in other music. That's awesome. So you've kind of come full circle from soft wave now to your. Yeah, song, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the last, the most current is, of course, on uh, Somewhere Man, and uh, that's, that's right. the one anybody can hear. 
the last couple of albums, you know, I've never put on anything but uh, my own private sales and maybe Amazon. But uh, uh, this one's a little more inspirational, you know. And somewhere man. Yeah. Somewhere man, can you be free sitting under a foreign tree? Is your homeland colony where your neighbors follow you somewhere, man? But, you know, at the end I say, uh, you know, somewhere, man, you may not be free, but change can offer opportunity. <laughs> you know, can you let your new world be and engulf your entity, you know? And uh, a man is free within his own being, not by what he thinks he's seeing. And uh, so perhaps you can be free in your uh, where you live, you know, and the new, the new tree you sit under. <laughs> sitting under a, a foreign tree or a new tree um, I wrote that for a friend from China okay. and uh, he and his wife uh, made two beautiful productive children uh, uh, and uh, I can't wait to see him sometime on the east coast it's been a long time They're in Pennsylvania awesome yeah. alright last question for you Mark uh -huh. any advice or words of wisdom for anyone else taking this journey <sighs> this journey of life uh, musicians, music, songwriting. Music, songwriting. Well, it's a journey. Um, like all the best songwriters, uh, Stephen Stills and David Crosby and Nash, those guys who inspired me long ago in 1969. Uh, and then, uh, you know, Greg Lake and Emerson Palmer, those guys that, that uh, also inspired me with their music. Uh, because they had something to say that was important, and I, and I felt like I might have something to say that was important. But I figured the only way to do that <laughs> is to keep writing, and the only way is to get make a contact with uh, ET, and uh, you know have them, uh, cut, uh, you know, sort of surround the world with nice loving feelings while my three to four minute song gets to play so that every time they're ready to throw that rocket or grenade or tank blast, they might go, oh, maybe not. Let me hold back. That brings us to the end of this episode of Fortell's Fortune Told. I want to thank Mark Flett for joining us and thank you so very much as I appreciate y'all listening today. And feel free to interact more at foretellmusic.com. But for now, I'll send you into the sunset with Mark Fletz. Hey, Mr. Putin. And I hope your journey is as expected. Hey, Mr. Putin, how about you stop shooting? Turn those tanks around that you crave about. Help your people peacefully. Y'all speak close language. Do good biz like Germany. Support Ukraine's democracy. Spoil Turn those tanks around that you crave about. Let you begin contract. Let With your brothers to the west. Work out a plan that's best. Don't let your people freeze. Turn those tanks from 80 degrees here. Turn those tanks around. Let Ukraine rebel. Make a better contract. Make a winning path. Mr. Putin, 
no need to steal We all have suffered loss Let us build instead of toss Yeah, turn those tanks around Let Ukraine rebound Make a better contract Make a winning path Protect us all, don't fall Please pitch your short back on Lead the right, not the wrong Make the drugs save life